Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I feel like it has been a long time and we've been away from each other forever, but to you, it probably doesn't feel that way at all. I'll tell you why it feels that way for me. I recorded, I got pretty far ahead with the podcast prior to Ascend, my first ever live in-person event in Nashville this past weekend. And it's done. It's over. It's gone. It was amazing. And so now here it is. As I record this, it is Wednesday, November the 9th, and this episode will air tomorrow, Thursday the 10th. And so it feels like I've been away from you for quite some while because it's been a couple weeks since I recorded a podcast, but I know you guys just heard me yesterday, the day before yesterday when you're listening to this. So I am Elizabeth Benton. I'm so glad that you are here. I am excited about what's coming next. I am excited about what's next for the Primal Potential Podcast. I'm excited about what's next for you and your goals and what you will do to make progress today. The progress that you will make the choices that will bring you towards your goals between now and the end of the year, and what 2017 has in store for all of us. And I know we have listeners all around the world, but the majority of our listeners are here in the United States, where I am. And I wanted to take a minute before we dive into today's topic to talk a little bit about what is happening in the U.S. And I'm not going to get all political on you, but... A lot of people right now, as we wrap up this presidential election season, a lot of people are focused on a lot of things that are now outside of their control. They did their part, they cast their ballot, and whether they like it or not, there is this huge sentiment that so much of what happens next is outside of our control. And guys, that's always the case. Whether you like what's happening in Washington, D.C. or in your place of work or in your home, there are always so many things outside of our control. And it seems like in this unique political environment that that's where a lot of people are casting their focus on all that is outside of their control. But I want to pose a question to you before we start talking about self-doubt, negativity, and disbelief. What can you do? What can you do to improve your life? Because I think that there's a little bit of a challenge when we complain about someone else's influence when we're not taking full advantage of our own. I think there's a little bit of a problem and certainly a huge missed opportunity when we focus on how someone else can or might influence our lives in a negative way, whether that's our boss or it's the president-elect, when we are not taking full advantage of the ways in which we can influence our own lives. It's like getting mad at how someone disrespects you 
before you realize that you're the biggest offender disrespecting yourself day in and day out. We cannot hold other people to a higher standard of doing right by us than we hold ourselves to. Are you doing right by you? Are you capitalizing on all the ways you influence your life, on all the things you can do to positively influence your life, your choices, your health, your attitude? And so whether you like what is happening in your work, in politics, in your home, or not, the first place you need to look at is, am I doing all I can to positively impact my life? Am I taking full advantage of my own influence before I fixate on someone else's influence? Guys, we can make better choices, right? We can take better care of ourselves. We can put forth more effort. We can make positivity louder in our own lives. And that is where we need to start before pointing fingers. There's so much more you can do in your own life to make your life and your future brighter and better and more hopeful. So start there. Start there. I want to take a few minutes today and talk about self-doubt, disbelief, and negativity. Because many of us want more for our lives, for our health, for our bodies, for our attitudes, for our fitness, for our families, for our career, but we doubt our ability to achieve. We doubt our ability to be consistent. We doubt our ability to overcome temptation. And sometimes because of that doubt, because of that disbelief and or that negativity, that's where we focus. And we stay fixated on all we can't do instead of transitioning our perspectives to what we can do. I want to help tackle that today. One of the things I shared at the start of Ascend, many of you have said, I can't wait to hear about it. I don't think I'm going to share that much. The reason I don't think I'm going to share that much is because it's one of those things, I hate to, I mean, it's, it sounds almost condescending to say this. I don't mean it in a condescending way. It's kind of one of those things you had to be there, Right. Because Ascend wasn't about all that I had to teach the people who were there. It was about helping them find out what they needed to teach themselves, right? So you can't exactly repackage that. You just can't. But I will share one of the things I said at the start. And it's a quote from Elizabeth Lesser. I asked them all to keep this in mind. It says, remove the veils so I might see what is really happening here and not be intoxicated by my stories or my fears. Remove the veils so I might see what is really happening here and not be intoxicated by my stories or my fears. And one of the biggest challenges with self-doubt, with disbelief, with negativity, is just that. We tend to be intoxicated or hypnotized or locked and loaded, laser-focused on the fears, the stories, the doubts. And that becomes the filter through which we see our potential and our capability and our ability. Remove those veils so that I don't see through the filter of doubt, so that I don't see through the filter of fear, but rather I just see what is. And when I'm not looking through this lens, this filter of negativity, of fear, of stories of my past, of excuses, then I see all the options, all the possibilities, all the hope, right? 
When we have this filter, this lens through which we see the world that colors it a little bit darker than it needs to be, a little bit more hopeless than it needs to be, a little bit more doubtful than it actually is, we're taking up these perceptions, these thoughts, these judgments that aren't really there. But what happens is something happens or a situation presents itself and we don't see it as it is, but we see it through this filter of what we've done wrong in the past, what we're afraid we'll drop the ball on, what we doubt about our ability, what we fear we won't carry through with, right? And so then we don't really see opportunity. We see our judgment, of opportunity. We see our fear in opportunity. It gets blurred, right? You don't have to have these filters. We can practice being objective. We can practice stripping away the fear, the negativity. It does take practice. It's not just the decision. It's about asking yourself, What's blocking my ability to see this clearly? What emotions are getting in the way? Because the reality is, guys, you are only confined by the walls you build. You are only confined by the walls you build. And those walls you build are built by fear and doubt and shame and regret and remorse. But if you ask yourself, What's just true and what am I loading in from an emotional standpoint? What am I adding on to this that's not based on the objective reality? What is the filter through which I'm seeing this situation? Is it negativity? Is it doubt? Is it fear? Is it shame? Is it regret? One of the quotes I love from Marcus Aurelius says, Your mind will take the shape of what you frequently hold in thought. Your mind will take the shape of what you frequently hold in thought. So what is it that you're holding in thought? Doubt? Okay, well, how can you start to strip that away? If you look at a potential opportunity and your mind is holding doubt, well, what are all the options? What are all the possibilities? Before I take the step of what is possible for me and what am I capable of, maybe that's too big of a step. Maybe you just ask yourself, what are all of the options? Without biasing what I write down as options based on if I think it's an option for me, let's just be objective and talk about all the options before I filter it through the lens of, well, what's possible for me? Start to see things as they actually are Start to recognize the walls you are building, the things that box you in, that you feel you can't break out of. Where is there fear here? And what is that fear related to? Where is there doubt here? Where is there regret here? Where is there shame here? And what are the options for me? All the options, all the possible responses, all the possible beliefs, whether you think they're possible for you or not, just what are they? Start to break yourself out of this box that you've built of limitations of fear of regret. Don't worry yet about talking yourself into action. Don't go there yet. Just start to tear down these walls by being aware of them, by being aware of them. I share with my fat loss fast track clients, when I start to get maybe aggravated by something or doubt myself, 
or feeling like I'm being a little bit negative about a situation, I have this, this phrase, and I don't even know where I heard it. I can't remember now, but you can gauge the limitations of a person's life by the size of the problems that get them down. You can gauge the limitations of a person's life by the size of the problems that get them down. So are you feeling defeated by your breakfast choice? Are you feeling defeated by that snack choice or your second glass of wine? Is that the size of the problem that you want to have the ability to bring you down? Challenge yourself. That doesn't have to bring you down. It does because you let it. It does because you follow that thought. When you do something you're not proud of, you then fixate on it. You chase that thought. You dig the hole deeper and you don't have to. And this is not just about food. This is not just about fitness. This is not just about beating yourself up because you skipped a workout or didn't perform in your workout the way you did the day before. Are you the kind of person who gets brought down by a traffic jam or a broken dish or a snarky email? You can gauge the limitations of a person's life by the size of the problems that get them down. Remember, you're only confined by the walls you build. Are you building walls with small frustrations like burning dinner or a traffic jam or a run in your nylons or losing your keys? Are you allowing those little things to be the things that build walls around you and confine you to where you are and prevent you from breaking through to where you want to be? You're confined by the walls you build, but what are the size of the limitations that you allow to become a barrier versus this isn't a thing. This ain't no thing here. I'm pushing through, right? What are the size of the limitations that you allow to become barriers? I tell my Fat Loss Fast Track clients all the time, like if I get an email that I think is rude or disrespectful or snarky or stressful if there's a problem, I ask myself, is this the size of the problem I want to allow to get me down? Too often when we feel confined by self-doubt, by negativity, we're allowing small things to become barriers that don't have to be barriers. They're only barriers because we choose for them to be. But when we take the perspective of, hey, what options do I have here? What choices do I have here? Then all of a sudden, we're not confined. There aren't as many barriers around us or they aren't as high. If you realized, I want you to really hone in on what I'm saying here. Whatever it is that you're doing, give me a little bit of extra attention right now as I tell you this. If you realized how powerful your thoughts are, you would never think a negative thought again. This is something called negative manifesting. I never stick with it. I can't control myself. I always eat in response to emotion. This is called negative manifesting. And it's a way that we build barriers around ourselves by choice. Now, sometimes it's subconscious. I'm not suggesting you even recognize when you're doing it because it's become such a pattern of behavior. But it doesn't mean that it's not destructive. And you do have the ability to bring more awareness to this. Ask yourself, this thought I'm thinking, these words I'm saying, is this what I want? Is this what I want to continue? And if it's not, then don't speak it, don't think it. Redirect to how can I overcome this? How can I change this? What options exist for me? I will not negatively manifest anything. How are you contributing with your words and your thoughts to things you don't want? 
What walls are you building? How are you confining yourself or limiting your progress, limiting your potential, holding yourself back with your own thoughts and your own words because you're negatively manifesting things you don't want to be true, right? When we focus on what's wrong or what we're afraid of or what's not going well, it brings this constant sense of discontent, of anxiety, Powered by your own thoughts. You are only confined by the walls that you build. What walls are you building with that thought? And how can you redirect it? What are my options? What can I do? What am I not seeing right now? What is this perspective keeping me from knowing, noticing, thinking about, considering, practicing, right? You're maintaining your world with your inner dialogue. And it's either a world you love and want more of, or it's a world you want to escape. And the fastest way to escape is to change the way you see things or think about things. Guys, there's no blame or complaining in the game of change. If you want to change, there's no room for blaming your circumstances, blaming other people, or complaining about where you've been or where you're going or what's been wrong. It doesn't mean that there's not people or things you could blame right? It doesn't mean that there aren't valid complaints. I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm not suggesting that everything's rosy. What I'm suggesting is if you want to change, look, the blame and the complain, they don't have anything to do with it. Sure, they're there. And if you focus on it, they become barriers. They become obstacles. Instead, what are my options? What are the choices? Yeah, everything isn't ideal. Welcome to the human experience. That's part of life. But what can I do? How often do we sell ourselves the bad 1% of the day? How often do we fixate on the five minutes that was a train wreck and convince ourselves that the entire 24 hours sucked? Because we're so busy focusing on that crappy five minutes or that one negative interaction we had or that one choice we aren't proud of that we miss out on all of the opportunities to make the rest of the day absolutely freaking incredible, right? We enmesh ourselves with the bad 1%, with the annoying five minutes, with the contentious conversation that lasted a fraction of our day, and then we fixate on it so that it controls our emotional state for the rest of the day. Guys, that is a choice you don't have to make. When you feel down, frustrated, doubtful, any type of negative emotion you want to go beyond, change your perspective and focus on what options do I have to make today better or brighter? How can I turn how I'm feeling into an opportunity to create something different? You maintain your world with your inner dialogue, with what you think, with what you say, with the way you speak to yourself. Stop holding other people to a higher standard of doing right by you than you hold yourself to. Right? Don't. We can't hang on to the things that make us miserable. Focus on the things that make you feel hopeful or positive. The opportunities you have to make even a small step towards a more positive day, a more positive choice, a more positive perspective. There's a quote from Bonnie Kelly that says, if you believe you're not good enough, think of how many opportunities you have in a week to prove it to yourself. If you believe you're not good enough, think of how many opportunities you will have in a week to prove it to yourself. And realistically, when you believe you're not good enough, you're seeking opportunities to make that true. See, I'm not good enough. Look, 
There goes another choice. I'm, I don't have what it takes. I'm not good enough. But if instead, and you don't have to tell yourself I'm a rock star and I'm amazing and I deserve only good things, like for some people that doesn't feel real and that's fine. But what's one positive choice I can make? Maybe it's just to brush my teeth. Maybe it's just to put on a pair of pants that makes me feel good. Maybe it's to go to bed early or to make a fat loss friendly meal, right? I'll tell you, after Ascend was over, you know, there's sort of like this emotional release. And part of it is true relief, like, whew, okay, that's behind me. But the other part of it is a little bit like, this was this special thing. And I don't have it here with me anymore. And sometimes when we get past something, whether it's a big exam or a project at work or a family event, we sort of want to like reward ourselves with food. Like this letdown. And whether it's a positive letdown or a negative letdown, we want to sort of like mark it with an indulgence. And so when I, and I'm normal, right? I had that response like, ooh, it'd be so great to dot, dot, dot. Then I said, you know, but what's going to make me feel amazing? And is there a way to indulge that doesn't include food or that includes food in a different way? One of the things I did as soon as I got home, because I had this thought of like, oh, it'd be so great to like, you know, get a pint of ice cream or a pizza. And I said, you know, I could indulge in a different way enjoying food in a way that doesn't come with guilt, right? Because you can create these positive walls or these negative walls. And these negative walls are like, it's over. And now I need something to fill this gap, right? It's about where you take your thoughts. So instead, I went to the grocery store and I bought purple Brussels sprouts because that seemed special to me. They're a little bit different from the normal green ones. And I sauteed them and I made a filet mignon, to do something special. Because if I follow those negative like wah wah, it's over, it's sad thoughts, then I feel like, I don't know, like I have to mourn. But if instead I say, hey, I did this great thing, how can I care for myself in a way that feels special? It's all about where you take those thoughts. How do you treat yourself when you believe whatever thought that is? If you believe this sad thing is over or this stressful thing is hanging over your head, how do you treat yourself when you believe that thought versus what if you said, I'm struggling right now and I need to take great care of myself because I need to be taken care of and that job is mine. That job isn't somebody else's. Then it's not, oh, I should trash my body with pizza and ice cream. It's what does it look like for me to take really good care of myself tonight? Maybe that looks like ordering out my favorite salad from a restaurant or my favorite piece of fish. Maybe it means going to bed early. Maybe it means really sitting down with a, with a delicious cup of tea and a good book. What does it mean for you? Maybe it means going for that workout instead of skipping it because that's how you take care of yourself. But whenever you find yourself feeling any type of heightened emotion, ask what you're thinking and then say, how do I treat myself when I believe this thought? Anything we fail to reinforce is going to eventually dissipate, okay? So if you have these negative tendencies, these regretful or shameful or guilty thoughts, beating yourself up for the past or fearing what you're going to do with the next week or the next month or the next six weeks of the year or whatever it is, if you decide, you know what? I'm not going to reinforce those fears, those insecurities with my thought, with my intention, 
Whatever you fail to reinforce, it'll, it'll eventually dissipate. It'll fade away. Allow it to fade away. But the problem is too often we just go all in on that thought and we fixate on it and we bring it to life with thought and emotion. We pour into it and make it grow like pouring gasoline on a fire. But if you just walk away quietly from that thought, that's not what I want to be true for me. I don't want to manifest that. If you just walk away from that thought and you go towards something you do want, it will eventually dissipate. When you pour emotion onto a thought, when you pour more attention into a thought, it is like pouring gasoline on a fire and it will grow. It doesn't mean you have to turn, turn it off, but you can walk away from it. I don't want to fuel this. And I know that if I don't fuel this, it will fade away. One of the things I talk about in Breaking Barriers is the life cycle of an emotion. And without thought, without focus, without us fixating, the life cycle of an emotion biochemically is only about 90 seconds. And you might have emotions that last far longer than that, but that's the thing. The only way to keep an emotion alive beyond that 90 seconds is with thought. Think about arguing with your spouse, right? When you fixate on what went wrong, what happens? the feeling, the emotion, it grows, right? Or if you focus on something that happened that was really, really funny, you keep that emotion alive. You keep that sentiment alive. So we fuel these things with our thoughts. And the opposite of that is anything we fail to reinforce will eventually dissipate. So what can you walk away from? What thoughts, what doubts, what disbelief, what negativity can you say, you know what? I don't want to keep this alive. I don't want to reinforce this and make it grow. I don't want to pour gasoline on this fire and watch it consume me. I won't do that. Anything you fail to reinforce will eventually dissipate. You choose what you focus on. And what you focus on, it grows. Either you use your emotions or they will use you. Or they will use you. What you think about multiplied by the actions you take plus the time that goes by creates what you get in your life. That's just true, guys. What you think about multiplied by whatever actions you take plus the time that goes by creates what you get in life. So let's break that down. What are you thinking about? You can either be focused on your limitations and your fears and your insecurities, or you can be focused on the options that are available to you and the small steps you can take today. Multiplied by the action you take, you can do nothing. That's an action. That's a choice in and of itself, right? Doing nothing is as much of an action as taking a step forward. So you can sit and brood and be concerned, pull away from your goals, not take care of yourself, make food choices that don't leave you feeling your best, or you can say, I'm going to not hit snooze this morning. I'm going to start my day strong. I'm going to make positive choices. I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to put a smile on my face. What you think about multiplied by the action plus the time that goes by, how long are you waiting before you make the next best choice? How long are you brooding on that doubt, on that disbelief, on that negativity before you make another choice? It creates what you get in life. Just like you can manifest negativity with your thoughts, with your feelings, with your words, you can also manufacture happy, 
right? It's not necessarily easy, but it's just as doable as manifesting negativity. Don't put more of an onus on other people to do right by you than you put on yourself to do right by you. What can you do today to do right by you? I shared on social media that my mom sent me a text message this morning, which was the day after the U.S. election, and she said, looks like a great day to make positivity louder. And it's so true. But that's true every day. What can you do today, no matter how high or how low you are feeling? What small steps can you take to manufacture happy? Can you put a smile on your face? Can you think of three specific things for which you're grateful? Can you say a genuine thank you to someone in your life who has done something valuable for you? Can you make one positive choice that brings you closer to your goals? Can you take care of yourself in one small way or one big way? Can you stop fixating on the things you don't want to manifest in your life? Your stubbornness is destructive. The way you're arguing against doing any of this stuff, it's destructive. The way you're thinking, yeah, but this isn't true for me because that stubbornness that unwillingness to say, hey, you know what? It might be easier to be miserable, but I am going to manufacture happy today. When I don't feel like smiling, I'm going to smile. When I don't feel like taking care of myself, I'm going to do it anyway. You have that power. And your stubbornness, your refusal to do that work, it's destructive. It's destructive. People don't grow when they fear giving up what's comfortable more than they embrace what's ahead of them. Look, yeah, it's uncomfortable to change, but it's also pretty darn uncomfortable to be someplace you don't want to be, to have a mindset that limits you, to be confined by the walls you built around yourself. Grant me the grace to dissolve any negative thoughts about myself and my goals. Grant me the grace to dissolve any negative thoughts about myself and my goals. Grant me the grace to be uncomfortable smiling. It's okay. Sometimes it's just easier to go through life with a grimace, but grant me the grace to be okay being uncomfortable, to smile when I don't want to because the reward is so much greater than the risk. The benefit is so much greater than the initial discomfort or unwillingness or stubbornness or ego or defensiveness. Grant me the grace to dissolve all negative thoughts about myself and my goals. Lift the veils so that I may see what is really here and not cloud my vision with my fears, my stories, my doubts, or my negativity. Lift the veils so I might see what's really here and not be clouded by my doubts, my fears, my negativity. And I'll end with you guys the same way I started, and that is no matter what is not right, do not put more of a burden on some other situation, circumstance, person, politician, whatever. Do not put a greater burden on them to do right by you than you place on yourself. You don't have to make big sweeping changes or reforms. What is one step that you can take today to improve your life? and make positivity louder. Have a great day, guys.
Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.